Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Well, today I have something interesting to share because the thing is, is really certainly our um, time of visitation. And when your time of visitation comes, God himself is the one behind it. God himself is the one behind it. The day before yesterday and yesterday, I spoke about what you do in the time of visitation. I just want to paint another picture for you when your time of visitation comes. Because when your time of visitation comes, it is an act of God. It's not an act of man or an act of man. So men or man may not like it, but it doesn't matter. When your time comes, what man thinks does not matter. What God says is what will happen. Joseph was in prison. Bible says that in Psalm 105, verse 18, 19, from 17 actually, 18, 19. But my key thing is in the 19 and 20. Look at verse 17. He said, he, talking about God, all right? God sent a man before them. God sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. God was sending him, as I always say, God was sending him, but they sold him. They are selling him was God's way of sending him. So it doesn't matter what they are doing against you. Don't worry. When God is with you, he will turn it around in your favor. Joseph later on told them in Genesis chapter 50, that verse 19, but as for you, you taught evil against me, but someone shout, but. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people. So they were fighting against you and what it looked, it looked like they were succeeding in their evil plans. I had the privilege of sitting in a long meeting over almost two hours meeting, conversation. I had a, listen, I'm blessed. I had the privilege of having about two hours conversation with his eminent, the archbishop, just about 30 minutes ago. And he made a profound statement. He said, good will always overcome evil. Good, good will, it doesn't matter how long evil lasts. Good will always overcome evil. Mm -hmm. Because Bible says that overcome evil with good. Mm -hmm. That is why God is good. So it doesn't matter what evil the devil is doing. God will over, good will over, uh, good will always overcome evil. Don't be afraid. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Easy to remember. Just flip the 12 on the other side. So Roman, uh, flip it. Romans 12, 21. Do not over, be overcome by evil, but overcome. How do you overcome evil? Good. Good. good is what overcomes evil. So people might do evil against you. Get busy working with God. Work with God. Do what is right in the sight of God. Amen. Now, there are people who do what is right in the sight of God because they have learned how to take a box. But there's one thing they can miss. And I am very, very, very big on this. That everything we are doing in church, everything you are, even this fasting, there's one thing that you shouldn't miss. Because you can tick all the boxes, boxes and do this, I've done this, I've done this. But if you miss something, one thing, it will cost you everything. And that one thing, when it comes to God, is doing it with the right heart. The condition of your heart in what you are doing matters 
essentially. In fact, that is what determines the quality of what you are doing. When it comes to God, the condition of heart, the heart with which you do what you do, is what determines the quality of what you do. I repeat it. When it comes to God, the heart with which you do what you do is what determines the quality of what you do. When it comes to God, the heart with which you do what you do is what determines the quality of what you do. Now, however, when you have a quality heart, you will end up with quality works. You can't say, hey, don't, don't judge me by my works. My heart is good. No, if your heart is good, your works will be good. But there are times people can copy works, but they can't copy hearts. So Peter told the sorcerer, Simon the sorcerer, by Jesus, he said, you, your money perish because you thought you can buy the gift of God. Look at verse 21. That's where I'm going. He says, for you don't have a part in this thing. Why? Why don't you have a portion in this thing? Why don't you have a portion? I can't hear you. Does anybody, is there anyone on this platform who believes that this visitation, you have a part in it? Yes. 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 Uh, the key to partaking of this visitation is the right heart. Mm -hmm. the right, a right heart will produce obedience. A right heart will produce forgiveness. A right heart will produce all the things I spoke about that we need to do to maximize the day of visitation. A right heart is what leads it. There was a man in the Bible in 2 Chronicles chapter 25, verse 1. His name is Uzziah. He did the right things, but there was something missing. He did what was right in the sight of God, but not with a perfect heart. Sometimes you can be doing the fasting the, right, the way it should be done. But sister, brother, I prophesy to you as a prophet of God, make sure you are doing things with the right heart. Not to spite somebody. Not to vent, not not to not just because you want to impress your friends. Sometimes impressing godly people is good because they will provoke you to doing the right thing. But the core core foundation of what we do is because we want God, we want to please God. Listen, the reason why I preach the way I preach is not because I want people to clap for me, but I, I have to do it right. All right, doing it right with the right heart. There are people who do things, but not with the right heart, with the perfect heart. Your heart might be in the right direction, but it's not perfect. There are other things. You are on this Zoom because you want to impress the guy so that he can marry you. Yeah. You are on this Zoom because you want to impress the lady so she can see. That is why you have showed your picture. But afterwards, you would put the screen off and you go to the back, blank screen. But I see somebody doing it with a perfect heart. Amen. Because, because God has always asked us to serve him with, with a, a pure heart. Now, coming back to what I was talking about. So Joseph's brothers did evil to him, but because he was a good guy and he did the good thing from his heart, when they meant evil, God meant their evil intention for good. Yes. Listen, when you walk with God, don't be so worried about who, who does not like you because of your obedience to God. Never be worried about it. Never be worried about who doesn't like you because of your obedience to God. 
because of your love demonstration to God. Make sure your heart is right and you are doing it the right way. That's why mentors in the Lord matter. That's why God gives us teachers and pastors to show us how to do it. Because there are people who are doing the wrong things, but they believe their heart is right. A typical example is Saul of Tarsus. He said, I thought I was doing God's service by killing the Christians. I thought I was doing God's service by exposing some people, exposing that guy in the praise and worship team, exposing and let everybody know that this guy is a liar and I'm putting it, blasting it on my status. No, no. You might think you are doing the right thing, but if you are not taught properly, you will actually create a platform for Satan. You'll be creating a platform for Satan to, to, to accomplish his purpose. But I see somebody is with a right heart is catching the goodness of God. Yeah. It says that, it says that they, they, God sent a man ahead of them whom they sold as a servant or they, they sold for a servant. The next verse. And they, were, they didn't just tell him, they hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons, that's chains. The next verse. When? Until the time. Say that, until the time. Until, until, until the time. time. Say, until the time. The time that God's word, when the time came to pass, the word of the Lord tried him. That's everyone, that his, I'm sorry, it's not God, it's his. God has given you a word, and the word will come to pass, but God's word will try you. Until that your word, the word, the prophetic word you have received, that you are receiving a miracle, you are receiving a ten, that word will try you. It, how would it try you? See your obedience. Today in John chapter 14, did you see the number of times Jesus said that those he who loves me will obey me? If you love me, you obey me. John 14, 23 is a very stronger one. John 14, 23. Those of you who read the book of John today, because today we are reading the book of John chapter 14. Jesus said and said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. I mean, if it's, it's a condition, if you love me, automatic result, you keep your life. And they said, my father will love him and we will come. They see the result is that we will come and settle with him. He will, we will come and make our abode, our home in his marriage, in his, in, in his health, in his business. Oh, I see God coming to settle in your business. Amen. In chapter one, sorry, chapter three, I think verse 17, he said that Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. He will make his, the, the Greek word translated that Christ will dwell in your heart. The Greek word is katoikyo. Katoikyo, Greek word katoikyo means that he will, make, he will feel at home. You know, there's a time you go somewhere. Um, let's say you go for a function and you go and sit at the high table, but you're not sure if you belong there. <laughs> you, know, you, you, don't, you don't really feel comfortable at all. Or you go to a church service and then you go and sit on the front seat. And you are not sure, am I supposed to sit here? Yeah. And when you see an usher come, you are wondering, mm, am I about to be asked to get out from here? You know, there are places you sit and you don't believe, you know that this is not for me. There are some people, Christ is in their lives and Christ is not at home. Christ doesn't feel at home. The, you know, when you go to somebody's house, you are not at home. You can't even say, can I go to the, some, if you want to use the toilet, you have to ask for permission. We want to go to the kitchen to pick something from. You can't just enter somebody's fridge. There are some of us, Christ feels at home or you've only restricted Christ. He can be in the living room, but he can't enter your bedroom. He can't enter your kitchen. If he opens your fridge, so much alcohol, he can't open the fridge. Mm. There's a certain place in your life, Christ cannot enter. You, you can't even hand your phone to Christ because of the kind of materials and information on your phone. You can't give it to Christ. 
But here he says that, that Christ will katoikyo in your heart. He will feel at home in your heart. Every aspect of your heart, you will feel at home. Oh, okay. Uh, amplifies, thank you very much, brothers. Amplifies, amplifies says that may Christ through your faith actually dwell, dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your heart. In your heart. Uh, until his word came. The word of God tried him. Look at verse 20. Until that time is when then uh, uh, the king sent and loose him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go. Verse 21. He made him lord over uh, of his house and the ruler of all his substance. Why? Until the time that his word came. The word will come to pass by his working on time. And God has sent me, and I'm announcing to Caris and anyone who is listening to me that you are listening to me because God orchestrated for you to listen because your time has come. I'm announcing to you that this is your time of visitation. Amen. Now, quickly, as I said, so when your time of visitation comes, there is something that definitely must happen. That, may, that is, you must have a right heart to be able to activate or maximize your time of the visitation. Now, as I said earlier on, it is God who is behind visitation. Now, let's see God's perspective when visitation comes. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 14, he have said, it's, in, it's, it's vain to serve God. That's what some people say, this lockdown. That's what some people are saying. Oh, so this church thing, I'm tired. It's vain to serve God. And what profit is it? that we have kept his ordinance. All this fasting, fasting thing. Last January, I fasted. Last June, I fasted. What's the profit? Ye have said it is in vain to serve God. That's why you stop coming to church. You have said it's in vain. Some people, that's what. And now when crisis hits, you are, you are, you are coming on Zoom. God, God, this God case. Ah, by you. Because God is not mocked. But you. This lockdown, we have not seen you. Now that trouble came, you are joining the fasting. It's good. God will visit you. But let me tell you the kind of people God easily visits. So that if you are doing the fast, repent and have a better heart quickly. A better, you say amen. 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 So he said, you said, ye have said, ye have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before in all this fasting. Fasting means to mourn before the Lord. All this fasting before the Lord of us. Look at the next verse, verse 15. He said, and now we call the proud happy. Yea, they, and now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. You know the way sometimes people are so proud when they are living in, in ungodly lives, ungodly lifestyle, a former Christian. Live on godly lifestyle, and they can't be bothered. They say, oh, this pastor, oh, this me. Pastor, I just say, I, I, me, I won't stop the word of God because I know when Satan gets you, you come looking for me. I have mm. to be pure and mm. teach the word so much that when people are ready for God, they will know where to come. I don't teach the word of God to attract people who are not interested. I teach the word of God to those who are hungry. He that is hungry. Bible said, blessed are they that hunger and test up. That's, oh, but you can't say that. Jesus was going everywhere. Check your Bible. Check your Bible. So I am teaching to those who are hungry. Now, and I'll keep, I'll stay, because when people are hungry, they are willing to embrace the word of God in his purity. Bible says that a person who is full refuses honey. Can you imagine? Sometimes when you are so full, dessert, you don't want it anymore. You don't want dessert. 
but every bit, every bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. So me, as a pastor who has been given the privilege to serve food, the word of God as food, I, it is so sweet to serve it to people who are hungry. So even when the word is strong, and you say, oh, this is hard, they, are, they will take it like that. They, because they want the word of God. When people are not hungry for God, you try to preach, that's when they find problems with your preaching. They find a lot of problems. Oh, this, the service is too long. The preaching is too long. When people ask food, that's why I am determined to stay true and pure to the teaching of God's word, not to what people want to hear, but what God wants the generation, our time, and the people he has privileged me to pastor and everyone who is online to God guides them to hear me. I will teach what he, he wants them to hear. Those, those who belong to God, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse uh, um, 20, I think verse 27, he said, my sheep, I know my sheep and they know my voice and they hear my voice. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You see, so if you really belong to Jesus, you hear his voice. My, one of my favorite scriptures is John chapter 8, verse 20, uh, 47, that he who is of God, hear it, hear it. I like the King James, hear it. He, is, he, he who is of God, hear it, God's word, words. Ye therefore heareth not, because ye are not of God. I like this scripture so much. It settles a lot of arguments. It lets me know quickly, those who really are genuine about this God thing. If you are genuine about this God thing, it shows in your taste and appetite for his pure word. So, as a pastor, and as someone who is seeking re revival in our generation, I will focus on pure God's word. Those who don't, who spill it out, we don't like it. No problem. When Satan starts buffeting you, you know where to get pure word. <laughs> when Satan gets people, they will know where to get, they will know where to look for the pure word. And Bible says that, back to Malachi, it says that, um, verse, verse 15, uh, you call the proud happy. They uh, that uh, so they that work wickedness are set up, yea. They that tempt God are even delivered. Now, look at the next verse. This is where we are going, verse 16. I like it. Then, those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. When we fear God, we always speak the word of God amongst ourselves, and the Lord listened and heard them. So, a book of remembrance was written before God for those who oh, is this not good for those who fear the Lord, and who meditate on his name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. God has not forgotten about you. He said a book of remembrance. A book of remembrance. Listen, in the, in the next few months, in the next few years, a book, the book of remembrance that has been written is what, what God will visit you from. And today I'm telling you, God has remembered some people. And if you're on this platform, there is a book of remembered, remembrance that has been in your favor. And because of that, God is visiting you. God is visiting you. God is visiting you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. He said a book of remembrance was written. He said, and so a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Please, sister, brother, keep doing the right thing because it's being recorded in a book of remembrance. Verse 17 said, they shall be, this God, God is saying, those people, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, 
on the day that I make them my jewel, this is your day of visitation. God is making his jewel. People will look at you and see the way you sparkle. They shall be mine, says the Lord, on the day that I make them my jewel. And I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. What? The, even the things you have done wrong, the, where you went wrong, errors, God said, I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Amen. Wow. Look at the last verse, verse 18. He says, then you shall again discern between righteous and the wicked, between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve. God said, I'm not going to make them all look the same. <laughs> I'm not going to make them all look the same. At time, we, I'm going to distinguish those who have remembered my name and who are doing it right. I will, I will distinguish them. I will, I, will say, I will say they are mine and I will set them as a, my jewel. Jewels. I will set them as my as jewels. The day on the day that I made them my jewels, God will make you in the day of visitation. So this is the point I'm making. God decides when he's about to visit you based on some of the things that are based on how you have prioritized, prioritized him. That's why Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And God will, he said, all these things will be added to you. God has a way of visiting you. Sister, your marriage is settled. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Say to them that are brokenhearted, weary in their heart, do not be afraid. God is with you and prophesying. God said a book of remembrance will be open for those who fear his name. And he said they speak one to another about God and God listens to them. God is listening. Your conversations, your conversation with your fellow Christian brother talking about how I can't I can wait. I can't wait to go, 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 go for evangelism. I can't wait for church to be served more. I can't wait to sow great seeds to the kingdom of God. I can't wait to, to, to win more souls for the kingdom. I can't wait to sacrifice whatever God asked me. I can't wait to go on missions. I can't wait to start a branch for Jesus. I can't wait to make a difference. You see, the people, this kind of discussion, God hears it and re records it in his book of remembrance. I see God visiting somebody today. Yeah. Remember, some people will say, what's the point of all this thing we have done and done and done? Verse, verse, verse 14 and 15, remember? They'll say, what's the point of all these things? You have said, it's futile to serve God. What? That's what some people say. It's waste in vain. Why do you serve God? What did we gain by carrying out his requirements this fasting, I've already fasted two weeks. I haven't seen anything. And some people have given God ultimatum. Now, God, today is day number 14. If you don't do anything, I'll stop. You are not fasting for anybody because it's your own stomach and it's your own pursuit. You, you have said, what's the use of serving God? How many of you have heard people saying that? Some people who have been in church, no, uh, this, this, this whole thing. They say, oh, because of the virus, I, I want to be careful. But you, you will go for parties. That one you are not careful. You go for funerals. That one you go for wedding, traditional marriages in some small flats somewhere. And a lot of people have packed it. That one you, you, you don't fear. Yeah. People go to supermarket, go to shop, you go to work. That one. But when it comes to God, suddenly they remember there's a risk. It's a sign people are not afraid of God. They fear virus more than God. That is why you will lock yourself in your house and do all kinds of things against God. But remember, good will overcome evil. This season of fasting, 
your story will be colorful. The key word I want to leave with you tonight is that God is visiting you to make you his jewel, to make you his jewel, to make you his jewel. So continue talking God, continue serving God, continue doing it God's way. You have said, what is, what is the use in serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commandments or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's, um, heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins? I repent. I even forgave that person. Nothing happened. It didn't, it didn't help me. No. Never think you ever obey God in vain. You can write that down. Never think you ever obey God in vain. Never think you ever or you can ever obey God in vain. Never. Never ever think you can ever ever obey God in vain. You never obey God in vain. When you obey God, it's like you hand over the baton to him, the responsibility, the consequence of obedience, you hand over to it. Bible says, Jesus, therefore, because of his obedience, therefore God, when we obey, we engage God. When you obey, you commit God. You commit God. Satan wants you to commit sin, but commit God through obedience. And when you commit God, he can't say, I won't show up because nothing can stop him. Tonight, brothers and sisters, my loved ones, very precious ones, precious people of God, I want us always to remember that there's nothing you do for God and it's in vain. Your fasting will not be in vain. And in the time of visitation, the book of remembrance will be used. And he said, I will spare them as a, a son, a man spares a son who serves him. I like that. I will spare them on that day. That's the day of my visitation. I will make them my jewels and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. It's not everyone who goes wrong and judgment is harsh. It's not everyone who gets it wrong and receives harsh judgment. Because some of it, God said, I will spare it like a man spares his son. I pray that God will help us all to walk with him and do it his way. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.